The Meeting Charleston podcast is sponsored by Princeton Mortgage, home of the Princeton Promise. If you think your mortgage process was anything less than effortless, just tell them why and receive a $1,000 credit. My husband Mark and I moved to Charleston in 2018 with our three daughters. We both grew up in New Jersey and were ready for a new adventure. We had visited Charleston a few years back and immediately fell in love. So when it came time to pick a new home, low country living seemed like a no-brainer. So far, it has definitely exceeded our expectations. We love meeting our new neighbors and hearing their stories, so we started this podcast because we think that you might want to hear these stories too. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to our feed on YouTube, iTunes, or Spotify, and please give us a five-star rating. Your support will make it easier for us to get an audience with the people you would most like to hear from. If you have suggestions for us on guests or things that we can do to improve the podcast, please message us on Facebook or Instagram. Your feedback is sincerely appreciated. Now on to our guest. So with everything that's going on with COVID and lots of restaurants and bars reopening, we decided that we wanted to sit down with a few of the local owners. Um, And in this case, uh, one of our favorites who we've had on the show before, Chris Wynn, of Tradesman Brewery. He's here today just to talk about kind of what they're seeing, what they saw during the pandemic um, shutdown, and then what their steps to reopen Isn't are going to look like. that the weirdest part about it? It's so strange to me. It's so strange. Like once upon a time, you used to be like, oh man, you're not comfortable? Cool, let me give you some space. Yeah. And now it's yeah. like, you're not comfortable? You got to get comfortable with my level of comfort. And I don't know where that entitlement thing kind of comes from, but everybody just needs to step back and just be like, you know, we're, you know. Yeah. Well, just be kind. Now every Yahoo has a podcast, and so everybody's, <laughs> opinions, everybody's got an opinion now, right? <laughs> what, was, what was the decision to open? What are some of the things that you put in place just to detail it? And how many people can you have right now and feel good about? Yeah, sure. Those are good questions. So we, I mean, we were fortunate to be considered essential business um, kind of from the onset, just like restaurants, like you could do carry out beer, right? So we kind of closed everything down. We had to really kind of streamline everything where you walked in, we pulled all the bar stools, there's no hanging out inside, but you can come into the counter, you know, and you guys have seen it. It's big concrete, heavily epoxied, so we can sanitize the hell out of it. Yeah. You know, we had a no-touch kind of growler fill thing going where you can put your bottles up there, we'll sanitize the outside while it's killing the cooties. We can talk <laughs> to you about what beers you want, and then we can sanitize the inside, we can fill it, put it back up, re-sanitize it. So we still have that like really, really clean. Uh, to-go beer thing going. And then, again, as of Monday, when we were allowed to open up the patio, we've got a lot of space out there. So we spent, you know, last weekend moving the tables out. And, you know, the, the guidelines that came out said you had to have your tables were eight feet apart. We were spacing okay. everything at 10 feet apart, but kind of, we have the extra flexible space out there. So we just started pushing the furniture out to sort of the end boundary limits, you yep. know. And then, you know, lots of fun with the measuring tape and some chalk. So we've got, you know, our <laughs> six-foot chalk lines and you can make your orders. Then when you come to touch your POS system to start your tab, we can step away and, you know, again, maintain the distance thing. But, um, you know, from sanitary glassware, you know, we're not, we're never really using beer glasses. Or yeah. it, it comes out of a dishwasher nice and clean. We touch it, you get it, you're done. Now you kind of bust your own table, you know, yep. put it out in the bus tub. That way we don't have to touch your dirty glasses. You start your own tab with the credit card. So we don't have to touch your credit card, things like that. That's awesome. And again, it's all outside. So there's lots of ultraviolet light, which we love. There's lots of fresh air. So it feels like, you know, we're not putting, we're not putting ourselves or any of our customers at risk, which is great. That's amazing. And there's alcohol in it, you know, so we'll, we'll that's helping. Got it <laughs> that, that's what I, I love that. <laughs> so 
does any of it at all is any of it starting to feel at all normal or does it all still feel so foreign it is definitely foreign you know and i mean i think there's we're, we're not the only ones out there that felt the pinch I mean, we had just you know, we, we certainly as a small brewery small company got lots of hurdles we're always working through you know you guys understand that game but yeah. the um process for us coming into this we took us about four months to sort of terminate relationships with our prior distributor, find a new distributor. And as we're coming right into uh, March with a brand new distributor, we sort of started ramping up production again, shipped our first order of kegs to the new distributor. And then three days later, the state closes bars and restaurants. So all all of a sudden we're like, oh, well, so we can't get, the distributor can't sell any of that beer. They can't pay us for that beer. We needed to get paid for that beer so we could make the next batch of beer. But what do you do? We don't have our own canning line yet. Yeah. We're working on that. Uh, so how do we figure out this new version of it, right? So we're selling beer in growlers and trying to just get as much beer out the door as we can that way. But it's a fraction of what you normally do. Yeah. Right? And we've, we've luckily we qualified for some of the SBA relief money and some of the PPP stuff, which has been great to kind That's of help great. bridge the gap. Going forward, now we've got to, um, you know, we're, we actually just ordered some more grain last week. So we're going to brew up a couple of big batches and we're sort of pivoting to doing you know, bringing back the mobile canning line and just really going to try to pivot going forward into making as much beer for uh, can sales as possible because yeah. we're seeing those sales do well for a lot of breweries out in grocery stores and other retail outlets. Yep. And so that's, okay, That's we got a fish with a fish hook. So for us, that's really kind of going forward. The only way we think we can continue to buy time, but none of it's normal. You know, when you're yeah. hanging out in the patio, everybody still has that, like, do you have the cooties? Do you have the cooties? I don't know. Let me put my mask on. I mean, Everybody, you just you can the, the tension's palpable, right? Yeah. And it's it's true everywhere you go. You see it when you're getting to go food. You see it if you're at Lowe's for sure. And you're like, man, this is getting too cozy. Yeah. But um, are people wearing masks when they come? Yeah. Is it like some are? Yeah. yeah it's, some are. Some yeah. Are. Are they even dressed with a mask? Uh, totally is. Yeah. yeah. It totally is. So once once and the then first, you're like back and forth right, touching your face. Once the first order of beer is is picked up, I, I haven't seen people put the masks back on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, until they leave. But again, if they're far enough away from everybody, you know, if you're 20 feet out, you're sitting in the sunshine, that's probably the yeah. okay place not to have a mask. Yeah. yeah, you guys are very fortunate to have that awesome space. It's it's an amazing, I love your location. It's awesome. <laughs> it's it, it continues to like, oh, remember that thing we liked about it when we found this spot? Yep. Now we really like it. Yeah, <laughs> who knew? That who was... knew this is going to be really kind of pivotal, right? Yeah. So a lot of our listeners are people who want to support local businesses. What's the what are the best ways for us to to continue to support your company? Is it going to be just where where should we? Is it buying beer? Is it coming to the restaurant? Is it you know just the brewery? The brewery, (laughs) yes, the brewery, the patio, the brewery. Sorry, yes. Yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, and and I think you know for us the biggest things people can do are come in. You know, uh, it's certainly easier to pick up beer. At the grocery store, we can get the rest of your groceries, right? If you're yeah. here, buy local beer. I mean, we're, 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 again, we're working on our plan, so we should have canned beer back on shelves here by the beginning of June, which is exciting. So you'll get to see our beer, but there's lots of local breweries that you can get that can of beer. And it's, you know, it's not the same price as some of the regional brands because those guys are, you know, have the volume, have the scale, and everybody's trying to figure out where to put all this beer they had in the pipeline before COVID hit. So yeah. you're seeing some really great beer deals right now. There's yeah. lots of great sales. 
but voting with your with your dollars is the most important thing, right? So if you if you have breweries in town that you love, if you want them to be here two three months from now, you know now's the time to pony up to buy their beer. If you can do it in person at the location, that's fantastic. That's yep. the most profitable for all of us uh, in the industry. If you come to the brewery, buy cut some beer, man. cut out the middleman. You know those those dollars are absolutely staying here in town. Awesome. Uh, but if you're doing it as while you're out and about. That's also secondarily a great way to support your local breweries. You know, buy the, buy the local beers if you can, if you can afford to do so. Know that we, we seriously love y'all for it. Yeah. So real quick, on the canning, how yeah. does that work? Do you need a different, is there different like licensing or anything that goes into being able to distribute cans? Or is it just really the producing of it's the just, Yeah. How, it's how it's does that even producing. work? So, I mean, once you have your distributor, right, and we don't sell any of our beer directly to bars, restaurants, or stores, right? So it all goes through tier system you sell beer to the distributor the distributor then takes it and sells it to a retail account to handle the delivery and the servicing okay um packaging is just a different game we've always sold beer in kegs since we started in our little closet of a brew house yeah um but as you move into the production side of the industry right it's really more of a coefficient of how much equipment can you afford and how fast can that equipment run how much beer are you moving through it right so an entry level canning line for a small brewery might start at fifty or sixty thousand dollars, and they go all the way up to, you know, millions if you, if you want to build a building. So, for for a brewery our size, we're looking at a canning line right now. Parts and all the pieces that we think we need to do that are probably about one hundred and twenty thousand dollars. Yeah. So, in the meantime, if you don't have the capital to to, to add that equipment, the the short term option and the one that we've used is a there's a couple companies out there that do mobile canning. So they own the equipment, right? And they service breweries that don't necessarily have the volume or the demand where they would run their own canning line two or three times a week to justify the expense of that asset. Okay. So they uh, they can, you can get on the schedule. They will handle ordering and securing all your raw materials like, like aluminum cans and cardboard boxes and the can tops and the pack techs that click all the six packs together. And so... They can help you coordinate some of those raw materials, ship it all or bring it with them when they bring the equipment. And then all their packaging equipment is on casters. They can roll it into place. And then oh, all we wow. got to do is make sure the beer's ready to go. We hook it up. Certainly they charge a fee for, for the service. Yeah. But, it, you know, in the short term, it's certainly more accessible than just, again, a huge cash out way to buy this equipment and have it on site. And you don't need it all. Yeah, as the supply, as you you know, theoretically, as soon as you start making some canned beer and you start having some success with it, hopefully the demand increases, and then you can justify buying the equipment. Yeah, right? but then you're trading the service fee for your equipment. Or the service. You know, there's, it's just there's lots yeah, of ways to spend I'm money. Fascinated by like the actual cost to produce even like one can at your size has got to be pretty significant. Just like take, yeah. if you're putting water in that in that can, the cost would still be significant when you factor in all these different. Yeah, I mean, if you you know you get to the point where you're ordering a couple million cans a year, you can start getting some great prices. But at yeah. our scale, you're like, sweet, we're gonna put out to 400 cases of beer this 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 month. And you're like, okay, great, that costs us about a buck a can. And then by the time it goes through the wholesale channels, that's why you see them out at the grocery store and the local bucks, six yeah. bucks is two bucks a can. You can pick up a Miller Lite for seventy two cents. You know? Yeah, right. that's the that's the nobody difference. wants a Miller Lite. Yeah, you know, listen, you gotta mow the lawn too sometimes, but. Um, you know. Unless the CEO of the Coors Miller Brewing Company wants to come on the podcast, then then everybody wants to buy one. Yeah, <laughs> then we love Miller Lite. 
<laughs> yeah, maybe he can help me with my cane cough. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, friends, friends in high places. That's yeah, right. Yeah. So, I mean, all of those things, just like any, it, the weird thing is, is we're a factory, mm-hmm. right? But we're a factory that people want to come and hang out with. Yeah. And we're very lucky to, to have um, one, that kind of connection with our fans and our customers who want to come to the source. They want to see where it's made. Yeah. We get all the feels because we, you know, we get all the feels because we get that direct feedback. Like, hey, did you like this beer? Oh, you like that beer? Okay, cool. Now we know which one we should make more of. Or, you know, tell us what we can do better. You get that direct line of feedback. Uh, but I mean, I love my iPhone. I'm not booking a trip to go to the factory to see where they make it anytime soon, right? Yeah. I mean, I love it. I use it all the time. I don't have that same kind of emotional connection. And so, uh, you know, in beer, we're, we're we're very lucky that to have that. But it is a factory, and yeah. so the more beer you can make. Theoretically, the economies of scale get better. Uh, and like, any do, like any manufacturing process, you know, your costs go down. You know, hire more people. There's always plenty of ways to spend money in order to go. That's, that's the only thing. Is you might save it on the canning line. Now it's time to buy a couple of trucks or you're going to hire some people out to go sell beer on the street or whatever. So for right now, yeah. we don't have any of those costs because my partners and I work damn near free. And that's the way it is because you're, you know, it's tough in them streets. You got to get it done. Yeah. It's a very, certainly a very competitive space. Yeah, it's gotten way more competitive. I mean, when we opened, we were the seventh brewery in town. Now there are 29, wow. with a couple more coming. And I think there's still room for them. I mean, the city's growing like crazy, right? And you go to cities like Asheville that don't have the same population, maybe half the population of the greater Charleston area, but they've got 45 or 50 breweries. And those, some of those breweries are ginormous, right? Yeah. So, well, how do you tap into the tourism? Because I think the thing about Asheville that, that people go there now and that's part of like their whole thing. I think a lot of people come to Charleston and I don't think one of the reasons they're coming here yet is for the breweries. So how, like, is there like a Charleston beer fest you guys could have where you, and like, we went to a, the Great American Beer Festival in Denver. Oh, yeah. That was an amazing experience. Like, is there something you guys could do with that or make it Great a Great American shit show. It's awesome. Yeah. That's a big, that's, that's a big time. <laughs> you've been, you've been having for that? I've done it a few yeah, times. Yeah. 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 Uh, so there, you know, there are some beer festivals in town. There've been a few. There've been a few that have come and gone over the years. Uh, there's a there's a great one called the Charleston Beer Fest that happens every year. It just got it was supposed to be in May, got bumped to September. Provided life is normal. Yeah. life is normalish. Um, you know, those things are fun. You know, I think we're lucky in this town because we've got a tremendous amount of people who come here for the food. Yep. Right, and so those folks are generally also kind of keyed into how you know things that they're consuming taste and they're, and they're interested. Uh, and I think as we've gotten to, you know, having enough breweries and a lot of variety, like the beer tourism is starting to catch on. We, we started collectively, all the beer breweries down in our area kind of formed a bit of a brewery district yep. specifically and, and have been working with the CBD to get promoted as such. So Charleston has a historic district and we've got, you know, all these different aspects that the CBD does a great job of marketing nationally and globally yeah right and 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 in that conversation the brewery district yeah the brewery district like hey this is i mean it's not as fancy as the museum district or some of the other things but uh it it, you do have one more talking point if you're if you're talking to people and why they should come check out charleston here it is and since we've started doing that we've definitely seen an uptick yeah i think that's awesome awesome. right and i think i think they'll work i think if you can get them to be part of the, the the horse and carriage tour when they're going like and down here's our brewery district like that that stuff matters, so you know, like that, and and so, yeah, I do think that as more as we can. Not to interrupt you, by the way, I just, no, no, it's no, exciting because no. I I haven't haven't been plugged into that, but it does seem like there's there's a big opportunity here when you have 
bachelor parties and bachelorette parties coming in here, you know, all year long to get those people on some sort of a brewery tour and getting that kind of business. And if the breweries can work together yeah. to get that, I think there's a lot of opportunity there. Yeah. And I think, I think that's something that really makes the Charleston brewing community at large really special is that we, we play well in the sandbox together. Yeah. You know, we've got a lot of friends. We're not, we're, we all recognize that we're, you know, trying to reinvent the wheel from scratch. You don't have to do it alone. And so if, if we're at a, special kind of grain we realize we're short like i can call chris at holy city or i can call joey at frothy beard or you know jamie over cooper river can call me and say hey we're short 20 pounds of this hop do you guys have any like we 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 i mean we genuinely recognize that our all of our health is 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 better if if we can work with each other and help each other out right so the collective marketing stuff at the cbb was it was really just easy it was just kind of a little bit of like herding cats because we've all got a lot of stuff going on and so getting everybody in the same room to be like you guys want to do this yes what's it going to cost us cool pull the trigger and yeah. that's been great uh right before the rona we just <laughs> launched a um we just launched a, a collective uh a brewery shuttle bus so we had just started doing a free shuttle for customers on Saturdays. I love and that. And it just went to the nine stops kind of down in our neck of the woods on an hour loop. Free to customers. The breweries just ate the cost and we split it nine ways. And uh, we had two weekends with it running where it was like, this is fantastic. This is really bringing people down here. They can come check out some breweries that they haven't been to before. Yep. Uh, it just, it was exciting. We brought, again, we're, you know, we're, we're up in kind of an industrial part of town. So most yeah. folks don't have a reason to go there yet. It's not like we've got a lot of residential neighborhoods right around us yeah. yet. I mean, the city's They're expanding coming. that way. It's coming. <laughs> uh, now with what's happening up north with COVID, everyone's going to move Yeah, here, yeah right. So. We're going to see Charleston's population <laughs> spike again. Um, you know, but that bus was great. But now, okay, then shut down. Yeah. And now, okay, we're back open. But does everybody feel comfortable getting on a bus with a bunch of strangers? Yeah, only after the first two beers. Yeah, after the, after the second beer, it might seem like <laughs> yeah. a great yeah. idea. Can uh, you can you guys give out beers on the bus? No. Okay. That's not something you can do. Is having yeah containers that's, even okay. on a commercial bus vehicle. That's 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 not because that would be helpful. Yeah. A little care package for people to get on. Yeah, that would yeah. definitely. I don't know when that's going to come back. Listen, if that, you're is, yeah, that is going to make a difference for you guys. I mean, that's I would do that, and I'm not even like a big. I'm allergic to beer, so but I would still do that and go on the trip just to, to see all the breweries and check it all out. So I think that I think that's going to be an awesome thing for you guys once you get that back up and running. Yeah, once we get it back up, it's just a matter of time. And again, we we are we are in weird times, so there's lots of things we want to do. You know, uh, one of the things for us that's big part of our kind of bread and butter and helping us kind of cover the bills is we, we have all that outdoor space, and we do we like to do bigger events. So we our yeah. sixth anniversary was the first weekend of April, which was the bridge on weekend. And we're going to do a big party with the Fleet Feet guys. Yep. That got pushed back. We had some private events on site. We had a couple other fun events. Those things have all had to sort of hop in the back seat, and we don't know when they can come back out to play yet. Yeah. But, you know, in the meantime, we, we got we to, again, just keep kind of grinding it out. Again, being able to open the patio right now has certainly helped with with a little bit more revenue than we had the last six weeks just selling carryout beer. And I, I think it's smart to be cautious to how fast we turn the volume back from one to 11, right? I mean, if we hang out at six and 
people start getting sick again, I'm okay with us going back to a four for a minute. Yeah. Uh, you know, again, as long as there's some compliance with the city and the taxes and the banks to allow people to have that space to keep it going. Yeah. Uh, that that's important. Yeah. There's no the the hardest part of this in business, and even just not just with our podcast, but with our actual business in the mortgage industry, so hard to know how to plan two weeks in advance. Like you just don't know. We just don't know what's going to happen, and, no, and so and and, you, and we also aren't in control of any of it. Not just in terms of the actual virus, but in terms of government response. And then by region, things are very different. And so, um, like for instance, you know, as you, when you distribute your beer and where it goes to, like in some areas, you might be able to have the outdoor seating. In other areas, you won't. How does that impact your business? And how how do you how do we track those things? So it brings up a whole different level of business acumen that I think a lot of people weren't ready for, you know? With, with yeah. You've got to challenge some assumptions that you've been making for a few years. You yeah. know, I think, I think it gets easy to just be like, here's our plan and everybody's riding the gravy train because the economy is kind of kicking ass and taking names. And then yeah. you realize, Oh, it's a little more fragile than we thought it was. Uh, in the blink of an eye. In the blink of an eye. I mean, now this oh. is certainly not normal. Of course. But I, I do think that it's been a good exercise in figuring out like, Okay, how do you pivot? Yep. How do you make adjustments? How do you work real lean? How do you you better you better have a good handle on 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 your books to make sure that you're you know you're you're not hemorrhaging cash in places that aren't going to make an impact and you know those are all games that every business already plays. Yeah, this is like a crash uh, master class. Yeah, uh, you know, so you, you know every two years something like this happens, right? You have nine eleven, you have the the Great Recession, now you yep. have that this going on. Like, these type of events. First of all, the, the reason why there are these events is because you can't see them coming, right? Mm -hmm. But but every 10 years, we're going to have something happen that, you know, you didn't see coming. And so then how do you as a business owner prepare for those different things and navigate those waters? And so um, and certainly those challenges are real and we're all, we're all figuring it out. Together. We're all trying to figure it out. Yeah, I do think it's cool. This is, I keep finding these like tiny silver linings with some of this. And I do think it's pretty cool that it's forced businesses that never did take out before or never did found a way to get out to people who maybe wouldn't have ever come to the, the establishment in the first place. Yeah. And now I think that you're going to see a lot more of just some sort of creative ideas that maybe continue even when they're back up and running, yeah. um, which think, is kind of cool. Yeah. Think about how many restaurants have figured out how to handle their own online ordering. Yeah. Right. And it's so amazing. you wanted to have that as an add on to your, to your retail business, but the only way to do it was through Uber Eats or, you know, some of these other, you know, third party kind of businesses that would sort of do it, but then they ate right into the profit margin, right? And if you're in the restaurant business, you know, the profit margin is terrible anyway. So, you you know, it, it, you're just running on the razor's edge all the time. And now you found a way to take control of that new subcategory. Yeah. Right. And it took, it took some panic. It took, you know, a tremendous amount of energy, but right when everybody's got the adrenaline running, when I think when we get to look back at this, everybody's going to have a chance to go like, oh man, we just got a lot of stuff done in a pretty short amount of time. Yep. It wasn't the way we wanted to do it. It wasn't necessarily fun, but you put those things in the pressure cooker and things, things start to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Point. I think we, yeah, yeah, we that's a silver lining for sure. I just yeah. agree with you. And, you know, I think, um, odd thing but for us one of the silver linings we had with not having a distributor from october to february yeah was that you know maybe you've seen some of the articles about local breweries now and there's certainly a lot of beer out there in the pipeline in kegs 
you know, all the Guinness that came to town for St. Patty's Day that didn't get to happen, right? There's a lot of beer that's getting ready to expire and go down the drain. Yep. And I feel very fortunate that, you know, as much as it was challenging for our business not to be able to sell any beer for a few months while we figured out the distribution thing, when the shutdown hit, every keg of beer in our inventory was fresh as hell. Yeah. Yeah. So it's got a 30-year, sorry, a three-month or four-month shelf life to it. Yeah. So as things are starting to relax, like our beer is still good. And I'm, I really, my heart goes out to, to the folks who, you know, I think about the guys at Holy City that just fired up a new facility back in January Another and are ramping up a ton of beer. And, you know, those guys are sitting on a, on, a, on a ton of beer that if they can't sell it, you know, we're not allowed to give it away. Yeah. Heaven forbid. It's, it's we'll, you know, we'll buy it. Tax- but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we buy lots of local beer. Yeah. This, so this, this, <laughs> it's just one of those things where, all hell breaks loose with this other thing we're like well man you just got to count your blessings with it show up because it could be a lot worse if we were getting ready to dump you know 60 or 80 kegs of beer Um, down the drain because we can't sell it and you know the the one thing we offer is quality craft breweries can't sell old old ass beer to you yeah it starts tasting funny you know that's worse than you yeah as a matter of pride and the 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 at the base level ground level of our whole value proposition is that we're giving you something that's uh, as good as it can be. Yeah. And, and so it, it just puts that, a lot of small breweries on the table. I, I, do, I drink a lot of cider because I, I got a mug of two beer. Yeah. And we just had a, my first time ever, an entire case of cider was bad. And like, you just like, oh I can, you can literally pop the can and like the, the smell at you in the face. Like you just like, whatever happened with that. And I was like, wow. Like, you know, like it, I, and I don't know whether it was a disruption. Maybe the, maybe the case sat somewhere with anything that was going on. Cause I've been drinking this particular brand for a long time and I've never had a problem. Never had a and I'm not like mad that. at them. It, it's yeah, bound to happen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's just, I wonder if that is uh, it's related anyway. Yeah. It's yeah. strange that it could have just been a fluke. So we want to support you. We want to come out and buy beer directly from you. That's the best way to do it. What are the hours of operation and when is the patio open? So people can come by and, and start spending that money. Really, I can't. I can't say thanks enough for that plug. Um, we, you know, we we're open seven days a week. We open every day at noon. The patio is open. The bar is open. You can get carry out beer at twelve o'clock. Okay, uh, awesome. Most days are open till seven ish. Last night we were there till about nine, just because people were hanging out and having a good time. I love you know, that. we may be getting closer to our, our regular hours, but for right now, it's usually about twelve to seven or eight every day. Sundays it's a little earlier. You know, so you can come by at, at your convenience. We want to make sure it's nice and easy. We have an absolute metric ton of parking. Uh, yeah. You're not going to have to hunt for parking space. You know, the sunsets out there are actually pretty awesome. Yes. Because there's nothing, oddly enough, we've got that freeway and this yep. huge sky because there's nothing built around us yet. And, you know, weather right now, this is the nicest spring I can remember in the 11 years I've been here. Yeah. Uh, it's, 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 it does not suck to come out there and, and sit and have a beer so anytime you want to come so i have a quick question as far as capacity goes you hear all this you know that you have to be so far apart how you guys have so much space do you have do you do you even have a capacity limit right now like i feel like you could really as far <laughs> as your listeners, well, now all these listeners are going to be there, yeah, so right. we need to make sure uh, we don't. And the fire marshal who might be on here, we are trying <laughs> to take that treat that very cautiously and, and respectfully. 
I think as of Monday, as we move into phase two, we yeah. are allowed to open the inside bar as well at 50% capacity. Yep. For us, that's uh, 47 people. Inside. Like inside. Yeah. Which is plenty. Yeah. Uh, the outside patio doesn't really have that capacity, but if you had 100 people outside at six feet apart, you'd still have room. Wow. You know, we, so we're good. So we awesome. we're all going. Have your happy hour meetings uh, on the patio. Yeah, you can come. Please. You, know, you can't oh, have we any. We can do some happy hour. That's so what we're we going to do. We've got a great cover. My realtor patio. So if, if it does decide to sprinkle it, we get those afternoon showers. Like It's still really nice out there under the tin roof. Uh, you can't have groups any larger than eight. Okay. Right? So you got you to you divide your friends. You know, and then I think the biggest thing is like, one, come have a couple of beers. And two, just remember that, you know, no matter how you feel about how close you should be to other people, just be respect kind. everybody. Just be kind. There's other people out there. Again, we're, we're very lucky that um, in in the absence of compression, we, we haven't seen any problems with it in our first week being back open, and that's that's awesome. We expect that to be fun for everybody. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Anything else you want to share? No, uh, I love what you guys are doing, and I really appreciate the chance to come and yeah. Keep, thank you. Know, you. Keep preaching. Keep- all right. We love this. I actually have one last question. Okay, go for it. You gotta sorry, hop in I, got, I know. I'm sorry. Yeah. So before this all happened, um, you I think it was you who started the Go Fund Yourself. Yeah, that was uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, So how is sure. that did you start that campaign? Yeah, and it wasn't really so much of a, an official campaign as much as just uh some tongue and tongue in cheek. I love uh, it. You know, we, we we run into some issues with our bank. Yep. Uh, coming into this because of the lack of distribution. And we had a bunch of folks who kind of came out and said, hey, we want to help set you up with a GoFundMe. Go GoFundMe, go yep. And we're like, you know what GoFundMe are great for? Is charities. Yeah. We're, we're not a charity. We're, we're, we're a small business. And our exchange proposition is very simple. If you give us six bucks, <laughs> we give we'll you give beer. you a beer. Yeah. Fair deal. Like, yeah. It's totally an easy exchange. And, and we don't want any special favors and we, we certainly did not want to ask for charity but for us it was definitely like all right maybe it's time to not be quite so soft in our request for uh for support and again if you want to support us or any of the other local breweries in town show up yep. thoughts and prayers are lovely ideas but the only way our breweries are going to stay open and keep the lights on or if you show up order a beer yep. and then you know, nothing just, wrong with drinking a lot of these things, right? Grab that six pack. So the other thing we've recently started, right? Uh, if you've seen it or not, uh, it was a it was a, a, a total tangent, but we I started a Facebook group uh, a, a little over a month ago called Isolation Porch Beers. Yes, I saw. Yes, uh, and that's been dumb fun because everybody we were talking to was like, "Well, I'm gonna go take this beer home and go sit on my porch and drink it." Like, I love it. At the very heart of beer drinking. Right, and we're, we're using a lot of technology right now, but beer is an analog technology, and, and for centuries, it's also kind of been a team sport. Like, this is yes. the thing you get to do. Like <laughs> Facebook is great for hanging out with your friends, but it's not sugar. That's more like sweet and light. Tastes <laughs> sweet, but it ain't the sugar. Right, getting together, being in person, real human interaction—that's the sweet stuff. And um, you know, when you, when you can't socialize, and and whether it's a business meeting and you're having a beer. It's a happy hour with your friends. I mean, we've, I've been on a, a bunch of Zoom happy hours, and that's been a really nice substitute, but it still doesn't replace the real thing. Yeah. Right? And so for us, you know, the isolation porch beers stuff is really just like everybody's stressed out. Everybody's drinking beer. Let's at least have a platform for people to talk about it. And that's not really a tradesman platform as much as like 
this is just like air, air it out. What, what are you drinking? We know you're doing it. At least there's some other people you're not alone. Yeah. Stay right. sane. Stay sane. Just stay sane. And then to go find your stuff campaign was really more like, okay, if you can spend some money, and not everybody's, I mean, some folks don't have jobs. Yep. You know, and, and we have it. Everybody's got their own version of struggle right now, right? Of course. You certainly recognize it. But if you have a job, you're sitting cash flush, you're not losing your house, you're not doing those things. Like, okay, if you're looking for a beer, time to show up and buy it from him. We, we love the support of any of the breweries in town. Would appreciate the hell out of it. Yeah. I love that you're all the support of the breweries. Makes it that much easier to support everybody, too. Yeah. I, just, I love it. I feel like the breweries all come together. We had mentioned this the last time you were on the podcast. Yeah. And is there anything unique that you guys have gotten together to do other than the, you know, the brewery uh, tour tour, and, yeah, the tour bus? Is there anything else that you got? I mean, have you all been in contact? Are you supporting one another? Is there any sort of? Yeah, you know, we've, we've, we've started um, kind of a regular, I mean, again, right up until the Rona, we had a monthly meeting. Uh, we've been That's doing awesome. a lot of um, information sharing, resource sharing when it comes to uh, suppliers, whether it is cans, maybe it's some grain, maybe it's some of our hot contracts. Can we do some collective group buying that gives us more economies of scale than oh, we necessarily great. could afford on our own at our own level of production? You know, So again, I, I think we are very, very lucky. And I think Charleston is super unique in one, just the way people in Charleston and act towards each other. Uh, but the fact that for the number of breweries we've got, it does not resemble some of the other cities that have a high concentration of breweries where they have some infighting, right? Yeah. This, this town is, you know, again, I could, I could pick up my phone and call any brewery in town, have a great time on the phone, ask for a little bit of help and get it. And that's, that's, that. that's just, you know, makes me feel really happy that I'm a part of this industry. That's why yeah. I moved here. Yeah, man. we love the people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we got to let this guy get out of here. We've taken up a ton of his time. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to go bartend. Yeah. No. Go. I got to go sling. I got to go sling some pints. That's what I I'm going to do. Well, thank you so much. I yeah. absolutely love having you on here. I loved coming there before. Um, this is awesome. Thank you for coming to our new recording. I love <laughs> our recording garage studio. recording studio. <laughs> Listen, my, I can't even tell you how many times. Obviously, we got some friends that live in the neighborhood, and 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 and, and my wife and I will be running to Costco, and almost every time we end up making a detour through this neighborhood, like, <laughs> looking at houses, and we're like, oh man, well, that one's right. on the market. That oh, one right, right there, there. Across the the right yeah, across right. the street. Come on down. Now, someday it's gonna happen. <laughs> well, we'd love to have you. Yeah, yeah, great, man. And, uh, I got a care package. I'll, I'll, I'll send you as soon as you have some fresh cans. That's amazing. You. We'll come down. Come I got to show him. Yeah. I do have some cider. Really? Yeah. And it's it's uh, fresh and so clean. We, we, don't, we don't make it, but it, we, we, we like the, we, we like we're, the we're coming this week. We'll be there. For sure. Yeah. Have yeah. you been to Ship's Wheel yet? I have not been there, no. Okay. So guys at Ship's Wheel, local cidery, they just opened up a place up in Park Circle. Yep. Maybe... Mm-hmm. could be wrong on this forgive me it might be eight months ago i, I was gonna ago. say six months yeah yeah, yeah but th- those guys are great people and they make some they make some delicious ciders and yeah. um you know if you get a chance at a cider drink you should check them out cool yeah awesome thanks again, man. Okay, thank guys, you so thanks much. much really appreciate it absolutely